Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 1302, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Welcome back to another special Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your questions. On the other days, I read health and fitness blogs to you like an audiobook. Now, every month or so, I like to remind folks about my background and about my credentials, and so it's about that time now. I call myself Dr. Neal because I have my Doctor of Public Health degree where my emphases were chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I also have my Master of Public Health degree where my emphasis was health promotion, health education. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. When I'm not doing this podcast, I'm actually full-time faculty within the California State University system. I published peer-reviewed research, presented at national conferences, and have been interviewed by over 70 different media outlets for my expertise on basically all the things I talk about on this show. All right, enough about me. Let's finally get to today's question and start optimizing your life. Hi, Dr. Neil. Thank you so much for all that you do to make this podcast possible every single day. Uh, my question is about sugar. I tend to have a sweet tooth a decent amount of time, so I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on added and regular sugar, and if there was any data or research that could be helpful to guide my desire to moderate uh, sugar consumption. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you for taking the time to send in your question, Billy. And thank you for your kind words and for being a regular listener. Now, I have a sweet tooth too, and that usually surprises people. Well, I just like all foods, actually. Salty, sugary, doesn't matter. Now, when we wind the clocks back 20 years, fat was the main villain, not sugar. Fat was blamed for everything, from heart attacks to weight gain. Because of this, the 1990s became the low-fat decade. Many food manufacturers jumped on board this low-fat train and reformulated their recipes to ensure their product's fat content were greatly reduced. These items sold like low-fat hotcakes. Do you remember a dessert line launched by Nabisco called Snack Wells? If you haven't, don't worry about it. 
These were marketed as low-fat desserts that still tasted good, only they didn't, which is why you never hear about them anymore. But at some point, we realized that limiting fat in our diets didn't lead to a decreased risk of disease. In fact, we saw rates of heart disease and type 2 diabetes increase. Uh Uh-oh, something was wrong with this equation. Maybe limiting fat wasn't the answer. What we did learn is that when people began limiting the amounts of fat in their diets, they increased their intakes of carbohydrate-rich foods to make up for this. Suddenly, pasta and rice were your friends. So as long as it was low fat, you were good to go. The trouble is, when folks increase their consumption of carbs, they chose the ones that we don't want people to consume all that often, like white breads, white rice, white pastas, and sugary cereals. The problem with these foods is they get converted to sugar in the body very, very quickly, which is not what we want. When your blood sugar goes up too quickly, the body has to try and compensate for this, which can lead to an increased risk for a number of diseases, like heart disease and type 2 diabetes. Now, the pendulum has swung the other way. Fat is good, sugar is not. When we consume foods that are high in fat, like avocado, nuts, and seeds, for example, it doesn't really affect our blood sugar levels. Plus, these foods help us feel full longer. Foods that are high in sugar make us feel hungry soon after. Ever notice how a bowl of plain white rice never seems to satisfy our appetites? So do we need to completely avoid sugar in our diets? Simply put, no. In fact, it's impossible to remove all sugar from the diet. This is because pretty much everything we eat is composed of sugar in one form or another. Fruit, for example, contains fructose, a type of sugar. Vegetables, even green leafy vegetables, contain some sugar. Vegetables need sugar to survive and grow. Alcohol, whether it's wine, beer, or hard liquor, contains sugar. The body even converts parts of the fats and oils we consume to sugar. Whenever you consume carbohydrate-rich foods, even whole grains, you are basically eating sugar. Now, don't get me wrong. These foods have vitamins, minerals, and some fiber along with them, so they are perfectly fine to eat. I'm just making the point that it would be impossible to avoid all sugar in our diet. So the trick is to reduce the amount of added sugars we consume. Researchers have found that regularly consuming lots of added sugar over years and years can increase a person's risk for developing many of the chronic diseases that are very common, especially in the US. In fact, consuming added sugars has been shown to increase the risk for heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and even some forms of cancer. Now, this doesn't mean we need to avoid all added sugars all the time. Now, while the body doesn't seem to prefer added sugars, it is equipped to handle small doses of it. Added sugars are most commonly found in the foods we likely already know we should be consuming less often, like sodas, sweet breakfast cereals, baked goods like cookies, cakes, donuts, you know, most desserts, you get the idea. The goal really is to try and slow down how quickly that added sugar gets absorbed into the bloodstream. To do this, consider consuming some fiber or protein with your meals and snacks. Let's use a smoothie with added sugar as the example. If the recipe calls for some plain yogurt or leafy greens like kale, that can help slow down the body's absorption of any sugar you added. Yogurt is not a great source of fiber, but it is a good source of protein. On the contrary, kale is not a good source of protein, 
but a good source of fiber. So if the recipe calls for one or the other or both, it may help. Let's use another example. Having a piece of toast for breakfast. If it's a whole grain variety of bread, that means it likely contains some dietary fiber which will help slow down the body converting this to sugar. Then, if you top it with one tablespoon of nut butter, you would add protein and even more fiber. This is good. This will slow down how fast the body converts that toast to sugar. Now, the American Heart Association recently released their guidelines for how much added sugar men and women should limit themselves to consuming each day. For guys, the recommendation is no more than nine teaspoons of added sugar each day, or about 36 grams. For ladies, no more than six teaspoons of added sugar per day, or about 25 grams. Now, I like these guidelines, but there's a problem. It gets tricky to follow them, because if you were to look for added sugars on food labels, it's not always obvious. Not all food manufacturers list the amount of added sugars in their products separately. Luckily, the U.S. implemented its new food label policy, but this policy only applies to large companies. So if we buy a boxed product from a small startup food manufacturer, we may have to do a little detective work. So whenever you're grocery shopping, take a moment to examine the nutrition facts label on the product you're thinking about buying. Along with the calories, total grams of fat, grams of carbohydrates, etc., you're going to see sugar listed there as well. Now, if the product was made by a large company like Nabisco, Kellogg's, or Pepsi, for example, you'll likely see a separate line that says added sugars. But for products made by smaller food manufacturers, you may not see this extra added sugars line. Instead, the nutrition facts label will just tell you how many total sugars there are. This means you don't know whether these are natural sugars or added sugars. For example, If you look at the amount of sugar on a box of Raisin Bran cereal, it will look like a lot initially. Well, where does much of that sugar come from? The raisins. Raisins are dried grapes. Grapes are a fruit, so they're going to be naturally high in sugar. This is where just looking at the nutrition facts label can be misleading. It doesn't always tell you whether these sugars are found naturally or whether they've been added. But now, since Raisin Bran is made by a large company, Kellogg's, you should see a separate line that says added sugars. Now you know how many sugars were natural, like from the raisins, and how many were added to help make the cereal taste more sweet. If you want to double check and really make sure you're avoiding added sugars, check the ingredients list. Why? Each ingredient is listed by weight. This means that the first ingredient listed is the one the product is made mostly of. The second ingredient is what the product is made second most of, and so on. When looking at the ingredients list, if you see the word sugar or any of its cousins like honey, molasses, cane sugar, sweeteners, high fructose corn syrup, or anything else ending in O-S-E like lactose, maltose, fructose, dextrose, then it's basically sugar. There are so many sneaky ways to list sugar on the ingredients list and it's a challenge to keep track of them all. But if you find these listed near the top of the ingredients list, This food has a lot of added sugar in it and you most likely want to limit how much you consume. Again, there is no need to try and avoid sugar in your diet completely. In fact, it's nearly impossible to do. But if you can limit your intake of added sugars, you're likely going to reduce your risk for a number of chronic diseases. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search 
and just match. You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you so much again for the question, Billy. And if you want to submit a question to be answered right here on the show, you can email one to health at oldpodcast.com. You can also call in your question. The number is 61 I love OHD. Or you can submit your audio question like Billy did at oldpodcast.com slash ask. All right, that's another Q&A episode of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening all the way through. And I'll see you back here over the weekend where your optimal life awaits.